Welcome everyone to the Never Say Die podcast. I'm your host TJ and with me again as always is our NHL analyst and expert, the grumpy old man. They say there's no shame in his game because he's always the same. That's me. And let me just, before I let you go, this is the third time we're starting this podcast because, you know, TJ can't control himself. He makes a mistake. He's got to stop the podcast. It's, it's, it's so ridiculous. You know, he asked me to start this podcast at a certain time. He comes in, he says, oh, I need you to do this podcast on time today. I need it this time, exactly this time. I'm home early today. I need this podcast to start this time. Okay, no problem. Here I am ready. I, I sit down, ready to go, do the podcast, and TJ's got to take a poopy break, or TJ's got to go get a glass of warm milk, or TJ's mommy needs to scratch his face. You know, he's always got an issue. And then he messes up, and we got to restart the podcast. This is the third time we're starting this podcast. I have, Let me tell you something. Everyone here is going to miss some real gems that I was slamming TJ with today. He, I, don't just, I just think he doesn't like to be made to look bad. And, you know, I'm just speaking the truth. I always just speak the truth, and TJ doesn't like it. So he has a little hissy fit. And he just cuts off the podcast and is like, well, let's restart it again. Now here we are an hour from the prescribed start time. And now we're just starting again for the one, two, third time. Oh, grumpy. Full of energy as always. Now, you know, <sighs> I notice you're not denying any of this. Thank you. It's, it's, it's a futile effort because, you know, anytime you try to argue with a grumpy old man, all you're going to do is get some uh, – some volatile, angry response back in return. And, you know, I've been enjoying my time off. I haven't been yelling at the TV, watching any Islander games or anything of that nature. So I've been kind of relaxed and docile. So I figure I'll just let that little uh, that little jab go and just say, all right, one off. It doesn't bother me. Water off the duck's back, grumpy old man. I guess we could just say that the truth hurts. I guess that's how we could we could also frame it that way. <laughs> Uh, sure. If that's if that's how it works in your world, Grumpy, sure, you can go ahead and claim it as the truth hurts. Did I say um, anything that was incorrect? Yes. No, I did not. And I can, okay. Okay. Grumpy, I I have to the, the biggest thing is a warm glass of milk. I've never had a warm glass of milk. I don't even know what's appealing about it. I assume it's good for cats. I don't know. I just the one that's the one that stuck out of my head in that little that little monologue the most is a warm glass of milk. That's like grumpy. I mean, like, I feel like that would upset somebody's stomach. I have never had it, but I figure that's a, a stomach upset or not something that helps you relax. Well, see, that's because you don't know anything. That's what it was in the old days. Before you went to sleep, you had a warm glass of milk. It relaxed you and put you to sleep. Well, I never had that problem. I was always able to just go ahead and put my head down anywhere and I'd be asleep five seconds later. So Maybe I guess I'm lucky like that. I didn't need a warm glass of milk. Maybe you, maybe you got narcolepsy. You ever think about that? Put your head down. I haven't been diagnosed, so I'm going to say as of right now, I don't. Okay. We'll go with that. But, but grumpy old man, now this was relatively new news, uh, NHL-related. Um, the player proposal um, for how to go ahead and restart the season sounds a little like this. Ideally, what they'd like to have ha happen – is that they go through a training camp-esque type period in early July. And then once that finishes up, the 2019-2020 regular season would continue in late July. Then the NHL playoffs would take place from August to September. And then the NHL draft would occur in October, 
with the 2020-2021 season beginning in November. Wow. Um, Grumpy old man, what are your thoughts? Because then after the the 2020-2021 season would begin, um, it would be on a normal scale. They would just play games in a very, very condensed fashion. Um, Well, it seems like a really tight schedule between the end of the year and the beginning of the new year and then condensed. Uh, It seems like it could have more ramifications uh, for the end of next year, honestly as opposed to the tail end of this year and going into the year. I just think you're going to find a lot of gas players. Uh, so they don't have much time off at all, um, I guess, from the end of whatever this season is. Now, do they say that they're going to play the rest of the games to qualify for playoffs? Or Yes, they, they proposed the proposal that the players put forward was for a full 82-game season. So they wanted to play all the regular season games, and then again, the full playoffs, and that's kind of the time frame that they gone ahead and thrown out. Uh, well, it'll be an, that's the player's proposal. I think there's a lot of logistics involved that they would need to figure out, like arena scheduling, uh, stuff like that. I mean, the draft and and free agency, it's like wow, uh, right on top. Well, not that they're always not right on top of one another, but. You know, what about the juniors? Are the juniors going to start on the same schedule? Are they going to start earlier? Um, There's just, just a lot of things to digest. I, I mean, at least, hey, at least they're thinking about it. I guess that's the way you have to look at it. I'll put it like this to you, grumpy old man. I think kind of what you touched on earlier, that is a very, very condensed schedule for next season. Um, if you start in November, I mean, that's not even including the training camp and preseason that you have to go ahead and throw in there for the NHL teams as well. So ideally, you go ahead and start that in no, early November. So late November, your NHL season starts. I mean, that is, again, that's a lot of games within a very, very short time period. I do like, again, that they're being proactive, trying to go ahead and figure out the scheduling here for the rest of the season sooner rather than later, um, and at least come up with a plan. I mean, you can always adjust the plan as things continue to change because it is a very fluid situation. That being said, I do think you're right. For teams, it's going to test the organizational depth that you have. Injuries are going to be more and more common because as you're playing more games within a shorter time period, your legs get tired, fatigue builds up, and that's always when it's more, you're more prone to get hurt. Yeah, and I just want to let everyone know that you know TJ does not brief me on the subjects we're going to talk about before we start a podcast. So I have to re-ask a question here. I know you read me the ske- the uh, full layout. Can you give it to me again, um, particularly from when the end of the season, uh, which is in August, then you have the, uh, the draft and free agency in the beginning of September? No, grumpy old man. So here it is again. I'll give it you the rundown from when they take or they're going to go ahead and start the activities back up. So in early July, they proposed to go ahead and start a training camp of sorts for all the NHL teams. And then in late July, they would go ahead and resume the 2019-2020 season. Then from August to September, the NHL playoffs would occur. And then in October, you would have both the NFL NHL draft. Wow, the NFL draft. Can you not tell where my mind is with NFL free agency, grumpy old man, and the NFL draft right around the corner? Well, um, see, but you'll have it's the, the it's the only sporting event alive right now is the NFL offseason. 
I was about to say, it's it's in that weird time period. I'm sorry, I'll get back to it, though. But in October, you have the NHL draft and free agency. And then in November, again, it doesn't say early, mid, late. But just in November, they're planning on starting the 2020-2021 season. Usually, the you know, the seasons start in October, early to mid-October, um, depending, you know, when your team's first game is. So you're looking at the start date possibly being at least, best case scenario, a month after when you usually start the NHL season and you're planning on it ending a normal schedule. So that is a lot of games within a very, very short time period. It's super tight. It's super tight. I, I don't know. Okay. And then you're going into next season. You want to end at the same time you normally do, but you've taken away the first month of games and jam them into you know, the, the other however many months, I can't count that high, uh, six months, you want to jam them into that before the playoffs. I, I think it's going to be uh, really difficult to do, really difficult. I mean, it's definitely an aggressive proposal. Uh, that's needless to say because – and I, I don't think it helps out the older teams in the league either. And it really doesn't help out in general the teams because – if you're a free agent and you come to a new place, it's nice to build up a little camaraderie and just, you know, some chemistry, some chemistry with your line mates. And if you're going full steam ahead, it's just hard to get acclimated to everything. For example, if you get picked up in free agency in October and, you know, in November, you're you're in training camp. I mean, that's a lot of things. House, go ahead and relocate, get the family, the kids. It's that's a lot for players to go ahead and do. Um, and it will be interesting to see what happens in, you know, the A and and, and the world and juniors in general. So it's going to be interesting to see how all that plays out. I think that was an aggressive strategy that came by. Um, I don't think it bodes well for the older teams either. Yeah, I just – and I understand the hardship. I don't think learning to play with your teammates is going to make that much of a difference, honestly. But the logistics of moving for – you know, teams who have fam, for players who have families, that's a short amount of time to make a move. It really is, and they might have to be where okay, you know, uh, you know, they have their wives take care of, you know, all the household items and you know, moving everything. You know, like most wives do anyway. They're way better than any guys at it, and certainly better than any athlete. Um, I just think the uh, the wives are the un, unsung heroes of any hockey family. Honestly, uh, they do everything, you know, and the guys just play a game. Uh, but I think that it would it would make it really difficult on their families as opposed to the players. I it, but it's it's a real it's a real ambitious uh, proposal. That's for certain. And that's the same exact thing I thought too, grumpy old man. And you're right. I mean, you got to think about it. Okay, where's our kid going to go to school? Where's Johnny going to do this? Everything else. There's there's a lot to go ahead and get acclimated to when really, you know, you could have a month until your husband's back, you know, out there <laughs> on the rink and in team facilities for multiple, multiple hours a day. And you don't see him all that often. And that's with any real sport for the most part. But you have that quick type of turnover. It's just a lot to go ahead and get done in a short time period. Right. I'm talking about free agents. You know, if you sign in, and here's the thing, it's not like every free agent signs the first day that goes on for a while. Uh, so that's also going to be condensed. It's like, you see, a lot of times you see a guy sign into at uh, training camp, you'll see, oh, okay, we need another body. Let's bring in another veteran. Uh, 
you know, that's all going to be condensed also. You really have to have a solid plan going into the offseason. Uh, and your, gen- your general manager must have a pinpoint plan of exactly what's going to happen because when everything's condensed like that, there is not a lot of room for error and there's not a lot of room to go ahead and make up for any type of, you know, um, any type of situation that comes that's just not expected. There's not a lot of time to go ahead and make up for it because all the other teams are going to be running on that shortened schedule too. Um, it's just going to be like a whole bunch of chickens with their head cut off. Yeah, well, I don't know about that. But it's certainly, like I said, it's going to be it, – it's an ambitious proposal to say the least. Uh, I would – you know, if it was me – I see why they need to have probably a two-week training camp whenever they come back. Uh, and then, you know, I would just run eight playoff teams. That's all I would do. I would cut out the first round of the playoffs, as painful as it is for me to say that. Um, you really don't want to be playing till the middle of August or the tail end of August. I, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know how they're going to – I mean, I, I haven't seen the proposal, so I can't – you know, I'm just commenting on the time frames that you've given – but it seems like a lot of hockey, um, which could lead to a lot of injuries, certainly. And certainly, like I said, the, the biggest effect would be next year when you're playing, you know, you're starting in uh, basically you're starting in July and running through next June with, you know, how much of a break? A month maybe? That's tough. Yeah. And, you know, we kind of talked about this uh, in an abbreviated fashion when you don't have a lot of time to go ahead and be in the offseason and just improve your play, you also don't have as much player improvement and progression either. So, you know, again, minor relatively when you speak about the grand scope of things, but it is an effect nonetheless. Um, and grumpy old man, this is this is a podcast where, again, it's going to be free-flowing like our last podcast too. There's no real structure to it. Um that's what I like. I like no structure. I, you're always trying to shackle me anyway. I don't like that. I just like to kind of riff on whatever comes into my mind, honestly. Well, I mean, this is ideal for you. This is, this is how this podcast is going to go, Grumpy. Okay, because I want to riff right away. You know, we come in and here we are, TJ, no shirt day once again. And, you know, I don't know, it must be under 50 where, or above 50 wherever he's living. So, uh, all of a sudden the shirt comes off. I mean, I don't, I don't understand why your shirt is on, why it's off, why you're wearing a tank top. I'd like you to be a little bit more professional and just, you know, at least, at least wear a shirt to the podcast. Well, grumpy. I usually, I always, for the most part, wear a shirt around the house. Um, but you know, it's the odd time of the year where it's cold in the mornings. It's, you know, relatively warm in the afternoons and it's cold again in the evenings. So instead I mean, of me trying to sit, Hold on. You mean like just like every day where it's cooler in the mornings and at night and warmer during the day? You mean like every single day that uh, from the history of the planet Earth? You mean like that? No, <laughs> grumpy. I mean in the fashion where in the mornings if you wake up to go to work, uh, it's a little brisk outside where it's comfortable to have you know a suit jacket on or you know a, a sweatshirt over top of whatever you wear to go to work. In the afternoons, it's just more you want to go ahead and be in a t-shirt. And then the evenings again, you need a sweatshirt or some capacity to leave the house. It's at that time period. And instead of me watching the the thermostat like an absolute hawk, I just go ahead and try to set it to where it's relatively warm. Obviously, in the middle of the day or right after work, like we are now. Uh, it's a little warmer, but, um, you know, in the evenings, it, it feels comfortable. I just don't like it. I don't like having to change the uh, thermometer every three or four hours. 
It's called a thermostat, not a thermometer. Okay. But why would you want to, uh, why would you need to watch it like a hawk? If you start feeling warm, you go look at it. Oh, it's 80 degrees in here. I'll put the air on. Oh, it's really chilly. Look, it's 40. I'm going to put the heat on. You don't have to be going back and forth and back and forth. And first of all, what does that have to do with you? You just say you wear a shirt all the time around the house. Every podcast, do without a shirt. Are you trying to say that you go to these podcasts and you're trying to just not wear a shirt for me? Is that, I mean, what is this, the beach? What are you talking about? Grumpy, I put my shirt back on because I changed it from warm to cold is the funny thing. Uh, but, you know, I live with somebody else, so and they're cold-blooded. I can't just go ahead and say, hey, let me just go ahead and put the cool air on because I'm feeling a little toasty. Whatever. You know, whatever your excuse is, it's pathetic. That's all I have to say. Go ahead. Blame your significant other. That's a good move. That'll work I for will. you. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Well, I, I want to talk one Islander question, Grumpy Old Man, specifically. Um, the Islanders' power play, it's no secret, they've struggled. And last year, they were bottom bottom of the barrel. This year, they were trending in the same direction. And obviously, it wasn't Scott Gomez. Scott Gomez was not the issue. I told and, you that. Yeah, you did. Um, but Scott Gomez wasn't the issue. The issue is the player personnel that we have on the team. And Grumpy, my question for you is without a radical change to the current makeup of the Islanders roster, how do you try to go ahead and spur on the Islanders power play? Uh, You need a radical change. I mean, you need different players. You're not going to get any help from – Bridgeport, uh, just not going to happen. I mean, even if they you, they do play a young player on this team, they're certainly not going to get power play minutes. Um, and I don't. You're gonna. What you have to do is change your hand. It's like you know you're playing cards. Deal me a new hand, because I don't care how many times you shuffle bad cards, you're going to come out with the same result. And they really need- quickly, Rumpel man, to speak about Bridgeport, I think you're right that. We're not going to go ahead and see those guys from Bridgeport getting pre- premium opportunities on the power play unless things are going really, really poorly. Obviously, if everything's you know hitting the fan, then maybe they get their chance, but they wouldn't go ahead and start with those guys. I do agree. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, we've learned that this coaching staff doesn't want to play any young players. We no no need to go back into that today. Uh, but I just think that moves need to be made. We have a lot of. You know, I just call them just guys, um, you know, move them for somebody else. You need to change the structure of this team. You need to change the talent on this team because unless you do, it's just, I mean, I know you could say, oh, well, let's change the power play, you know, formation. Well, Barry Trotz has been running the same formation for years and years and years. To think that he's going to change now, I just don't see that happening. He's running the same power play that he ran in Nashville that he ran in uh, Washington. And the whole thing is those teams move the puck quickly. We, our guys don't, I mean, it just, they just don't have the ability. They're just not skilled enough to do that. So what do you got to do? You got to change it up. You got to get higher skill players in here so that we can make the power play better. I'm not saying that this formation doesn't work, um, you know, because it it has in other places. It just doesn't work here because we don't have the talent. Now, if you wanted to put two guys right in front of the net, blocking the goalie's view, do that. 
we don't do that. Our guys stand off to the side for the most part. Um, I, you know, I just, I just don't think we're going to see any changes philosophically. And uh, when our power play coach came in from Toronto, you know, he was hailed as, you know, a power play specialist. Well, when a power play specialist doesn't work, after you had Scott Gomez, who his stuff didn't work last year, well, guess what? It's the players. It's not the coaching. Yeah, I was about to say, it's it's crazy how quickly your perception of the league can change after a short stint and an unsuccessful stint at that. I mean, he goes from a power play guru, and I'm sure he will not be regarded as highly in NHL communities um, after this pretty mediocre stint with the Islanders. Um but I think you're right. We do go ahead and kind of stand off. Our passes also are not crisp enough. Um, it's it's just what it, it's the pace. It's the pace and the speed of the passes. Uh, it just it's it's just slow. It's like they're playing in they're playing in suspended animation almost. Yeah, and and I was about to say our decision making is not very quick. Um, it just I don't know. It's hard to explain. You know, because if there's an open spot, you usually just pass. You get some movement. You get some flow to it. Um, we don't. We're, we always stay on the outside, and we very rarely have any type of penetration. And, you know, whether the defense is running a, a, a large or a small box, um, we just don't get much penetration. And the passing, the passing is just, you know, it's slow, and it's also indecisive at times. So I, I don't think changing another – power play coach is going to you know remedy that issue i think there's a little deeper seated issues there yeah i don't i don't think we're going to see a change in the power play coach um and another thing our point men has they have to hit the goalie they got to put the puck on net and we're not i mean one thing you notice about noah dobson when he shoots the puck it's always on net almost always that little snapshot that he's got um, from the point that, I mean, it, it's always causing problems. Uh, you need to be able to put the, sh- the puck on the net. If you put a shot on net, I mean, I love Ryan Pulak, but how many, I mean, he's wearing out the boards in the glass. You got to put the puck on net. It generates opportunities for rebounds. I mean, you watch Dobson when you see Dobson out there, always putting the puck on net. And there's always scrambles right in front when he does. And it would be really, really good if he played any power play time. Well, not even just it goes ahead and helps you with rebounds. When you put the puck on net or in the general vicinity, guys like Anders Lee, who has made his living off of standing in front of the net and deflecting shots on net into the goal, have more chances to go ahead and demonstrate that skill, which is, I think, something he he excels in, but really hasn't had the chance to showcase over the last few years, just based off of how things have changed. I mean, Anders Lee is extremely good down low. He can redirect shots, just like a lot of big men. He does have that talent and ability. And when you're consistently missing the net, or you're going for you know you're going for the tour department all the time, like what you would say. Um, you're just not going to go ahead and give your guys the opportunity in front of the net to go ahead and capitalize on the situations. Yeah, well, when Anders Lee was scoring those power play goals, that was because John Tavares was running the power play down lower. That's why, uh, where where he had the puck. I mean, he was down low, um, generating those. I mean, he was and still is, has fantastic vision. And that's the one thing that he does extremely well. And we really miss that. 
that's something we really miss on the power play. It just seems like yeah. there's, no, there's no rhyme or reason to what we do now, honestly. <laughs> it really is. I mean, we go out there and it's kind of like, oh, wow. Well, hopefully we get a few shots on net. We control action, maybe get some momentum going our way. As sad as it sounds, I mean, that's that's optimally what you know I can expect on the power play. Yeah, well, like I said, we need to change up the personnel. You want the power play to get better, get better personnel. That, I mean, that is that is the answer. Mm-hmm. Obviously not the answer that is, I think, most feasible for us, but I think it is obviously the, the clearest answer as to kind of trying to remedy that situation. Well, I, I, I'd cut, get rid of some of the dead wood, move on and get higher skilled players. That's what I would do. Mm-hmm. Well, grumpy old man, I, is there anything else you want to talk about? Um, because I mean, that's the only the real new Islander news at the moment. And, um, and just NHL news in general is just that proposal that the, the, the players put together, um, as to how they kind of would like the structure the rest of the season. Um, well, actually there's a lot of things, but I don't want to start anything now since we're almost a half an hour in, uh, because, you know, I have big, big ideas, you know, uh, I, you know, things that are going to run, you know, I don't, I don't want to run it into like an hour and 15 minutes on a podcast because the grumpy old man goes on a roll, you know, without TJ to shackle him and put a restraining bolt on him like they did with R2-D2 in the Star Wars movies. Uh, you know, so I, like I said, I have a couple of ideas for podcasts going forward that I'd like to broach. Um, but I would like you to send out a poll question because I want to talk about you know, you talk about Mount Rushmore, right? Do you know what Mount Rushmore Mount Rushmore is, TJ? Do you know who that what that is? Yes, I know what Mount Rushmore is, grumpy old man. Okay. Well, you know, it had four figures who were pillars of, you know, our country. Um, who would you consider, you know, like the Islanders Mount Rushmore? And I, I'm not asking – I'm going to give you time to think about it because I know, you know, you only have so many years to process any players, probably like the last 10 – uh, where you could process anyone, you know, who you think. But uh, I would like to get a poll out there to see what people think and then compare them to what I would say. Because I have three guarantees, without a doubt, and I can be swayed on number four. Okay, so, grumpy old man. Well, that definitely is an interesting concept that we'll we'll bring up for next podcast. Um, but, I mean, obviously you're going to have – I was about to say, there's a few guys that are definitely cemented in up there, and um, maybe there's a guy or two you can interchange kind of towards the uh, the bottom half, I guess, of the Mount Rushmore. Well, th- there's three automatics, three absolute automatics. There's only one spot that has a little bit of wiggle room for me, just one. So I'm not going to put out there, but I'm sure anyone who's older than 15 years old can probably name the three that I'm talking about. Um, and maybe we'll just put them in order. So, you know, just make it fun. And uh, so that I'd like to do for next podcast. And then I, I have another podcast that I want to do after that. And I'm just bringing these up because, you know, since, you know, there's no real hockey news going on right now, um, you know, I just kind of want to give a preview, kind of like coming attractions uh, for people who listen to the podcast on a weekly basis or a bi-weekly basis, if you will. Uh I another thing I'd like to know is uh, what what made you a fan of a sports team when you were younger growing up? And I have a bunch of stories 
about when I was younger and, you know, my indoctrination to team sports. And that's just something to look forward to also. But like I said, that's that's a whole podcast unto itself. I mean, you wanted to talk about, you know, this ridiculous schedule here. I was ready to go with something like this, something fun and exciting. And you wanted to drag us, uh, you know, through the potential of what the season might look like if we started back up again, blah, 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 yada, yada. So, you know, I say this is your podcast, the boring podcast. And when the grumpy old man picks a subject, those are the exciting podcasts just to let people know. So those are two that are coming up in the next, I want to say the next two podcasts, because I don't think TJ can come up with another boring subject in the next week. <laughs> not, unless, not unless is it, not unless there's uh, Islanders or, or uh, NHL news specifically. Um, or maybe, you know, we'll get some huge breakthrough on what's going on with the coronavirus. But again, relatively unknown with everything that's going on. But uh, yeah, I think that's, that's a good concept, grumpy old man. I'm sure you're going to regale us on all the glory days. Unfortunately, I was not around for the pinnacle of Islanders hockey. But, you know, you it's right around, around. You weren't even around for uh, – I mean, this is these are the, this is the best year you've ever seen these last two years. I was about to say, I was around in the dark ages, the Millbury yeah. time period. And, you know, everybody remembers those really hard and trying times. Um, but yeah, we, you know, we've been through some, a lot of downs and, you know, I guess this is the biggest up I've seen since being an Islander fan. Yeah. And we can review the Mike Bilberry era. Um, that's something else we can do. Um, uh, the Garth Snow era, some of the great moves he made and well, we can't really look at the Lou Lamarillo era because, you know, that would only like take 30 seconds. Um, and it's, but, not, it's not done yet either. You can't go ahead and look. Well, that's true. That's history. true. But he's only made a couple of moves. Yet. So, it, you know, very, very, very short. Um, but those are things I'd like to talk about in the coming weeks. Um, I really don't want to talk about the coronavirus. It's depressing. So I don't want to talk about that. I don't um, either. I try to stay away from talking about yeah. it because it's it, it's upsetting for a lot of people. And, you know, just it's easy to get trapped in. I try to just keep happy thoughts. I'm the same way, grumpy old man. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I mean, and there has been a one player who has tested one NHL player who tested positive for coronavirus. A player for Ottawa, I don't remember his name offhand, uh, but that was yesterday that he tested positive. So, uh, you know, hopefully, here's the thing: better times are ahead, people. I'm just going to tell you, but it's uh, better times are ahead. That's for certain. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, exactly. So we just got to go ahead and weather the storm. Um, but yeah, I, did, I can't remember the name either of who tested positive, but I did see that yesterday that an Ottawa Senator member did test positive. Um, but I'm looking forward to uh, some different podcasts with you, grumpy old man, uh, with the NHL season right now on pause. Um, but I'm sure there'll be more quote unquote fun in your definition and standard for the for the next few podcasts because I won't be putting a restrictor belt on you know all the fun with all my boring topics. It's in NASCAR is called a restrictor plate. In uh, Star Wars is called a restraining belt, uh, restraining bolt. Uh, so make sure you get your terms right. And of course, we can o- go back to the old standard of me just making fun of you, which is always fun for everyone, especially me and you too. I know you love it. Oh, grumpy. Well, I I won't say I love it, but I don't hate it. I'm indifferent towards it. So, I mean, it is what it is. 
But it's it's going to be an interesting time. Uh, I'm looking forward to the next few podcasts with you, grumpy old man, um, talking about sports just in general. You know, you can always riff and we could talk sports. Um, it's kind of odd not having anything to watch, but you're right. It's in full NFL mode now. ESPN's all NFL. I know, especially with NFL free agency, uh, I guess, starting today at 4 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, you know, that's going to be the shift and they're going to be looking at that and getting hyped up for the NFL draft and everything like that. So I guess we're paying the time period now. We don't have sports. But after the NFL draft and after they resume sports in the NHL and NBA, you know, we'll have sports foreseeably all the way until next year. Uh, we won't have to worry about that lull of a time period when we're waiting for the NFL to start. Uh, yeah, I just I found it interesting that people said, well, the NFL maybe should postpone the beginning of their league year, which I just thought was idiotic. I mean, okay, everything is done remote. I mean, I don't see what the big deal is there. Are you talking and, about the NFL draft? Uh, no, they were also talking about the, the league year, which started, um, I think, today when they could sign free agents. I do have a question for you. You know, I know there's in the, the legal tampering period and no one can assign until today at four o'clock in the afternoon. How come all these people are getting uh, details of their contracts are released before then? I, I'm, I'm just asking. I just, you know, I just wonder how that happens since they're really not allowed to make a contract offer until four o'clock this afternoon. I don't know. See, I really don't care about any of that type of stuff, to be 100% honest with you. I don't care about those legal tampering or anything like that. For the most part, for the majority of players, it's whoever pays them the most is where they're going to go. And I don't blame them at all. I mean, your lifespan in the NFL and all professional sports leagues is finite. So if you want to get paid, go ahead. Go and make the most money you possibly can. But obviously, I think the biggest news story of NFL free agency, Tom Brady going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. My gosh. Never would have saw it. Uh, kind of baffling, but, I mean, that's where he's chosen. Well, that's a story for another podcast because I have all the information on that if you need it. Good news for uh, any fans of the AFC, bad news for fans of the NFC. That's all I have to say about that. You're not kidding. You're talking about if you're play- if you're a Carolina Panthers fan – you're playing Matt Ryan twice. You're playing Tom Brady twice and Drew Brees twice. And you, you have just, Teddy Bridgewater, though. Yeah, you signed Teddy Bridgewater, and they say they want to still keep Cam Newton. Who knows? No. I mean, they lost a Keekly retired, and you just lost so many. You know, I don't honestly, if we're talking about sports franchises, I feel sorry for right now. The Carolina Panthers is one of those teams. So, I mean, but I feel like in a few years, the San Jose Sharks are going to be one of those teams as well with how old their team is and the amount of contract and cap they have tied up to a lot of old players. So I feel in a few years, the San Jose Sharks are going to be one of those terrible seller dwellers. Well, that's what happens when you signed old players to long-term deals, Islander fans. Oh, that's right. We've done it too. Uh, (laughs) I don't think we'll be in as bad a shape as – as San Jose is, but we're on the same path, honestly. And that's why, you know what? Move some of these guys for some young, for some young talent. Uh, even if you think you lose a trade, if you get financial flexibility, it's a win. Mm-hmm. Well, Grumpy, I want to thank you for being a part of the podcast as always. So thank you so much for being a part. My pleasure.
Sorry, I was running a little late today. Um, I know as you complained about at the beginning of the podcast, but thank you for making it on. Hold on. So now you want to come back and you just said it didn't bother you before. Now at the end, you want to start chirping? Is that really? Is that the way you operate? I, Go I, ahead. I, I don't get out of the chirp and I could stop the podcast and I don't have to hear any more of it. Yeah. Okay. Well, like I said, uh, it's not the fact, well, you were late getting on, but then the fact that, you know, you got to take a poopy break and you got to take a water break and, you know, I got to scratch my butt break. You know, I mean, all these things add up. That's all I'm saying. You know, you ask me to be here for a certain time. I'm here ready to go. The grumpy old man times is uh, the grumpy old man's time is very, very valuable. So I don't think that you should, you know, just stealing time like that. Oh, I forgot. The grumpy old man time is money and his time is extremely valuable. Well, I want to thank you, Grumpy. And I want to thank the Hockey Podcast Network. Again, very thankful for them. They allow us to have this podcast on multiple different platforms. Whether you listen to the podcast on SoundCloud, uh, iTunes, Google, Spotify, um, even Stitcher, it's on every single platform. So if you listen to your podcasts, on a platform, you can go ahead and find the hockey podcast version of the Never Say Die podcast. So big thank you to them, and thank you again, grumpy old man.